When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! One more. Very welcome along to episode 48 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast, brought to you as always by the White Hag Brewing Company. Uh, we're coming to you, we're recording uh, on uh, Tuesday night, and um, Waterford and Derry have just finished in the last uh, couple of hours, uh, last hour or so, as we speak to you. And that game, uh, well, Waterford were leading um, up until the very, very end. They were leading 2 1 up until the, the, the 90-something minute, I think, was it? Uh, and Derry equalised, um, which uh, could be a hugely important point for Derry. They're in fourth place on 47 points with 33 games played. Behind them on 33 games are Bohemians with 45 points. And we're in third place still, obviously, uh, with 33 games played on 53 points. So us, Derry and Bowles have all played 33 and uh, maths is never my strong point. But I believe that we need four points from our remaining three games to be absolutely sure of third place. Um, there's other um, considerations around the cup as well uh, with Pats and, and Bowes in the cup. Um, so, you know, to, to, to remove any kind of need to finish in third, if we were to finish in fourth, we want Bowes or Pats to win the cup. But uh, I suppose that's a little bit further down the track. There's a lot of football yet to be played. Uh, and uh, reduced squad uh, on the pod today. We got Magoo coming to you live from the showgrounds. Magoo, how are things? Good Connor. And we have Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are you? Yeah, it's a bit of a nervous wreck at the moment, but uh, hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. Hanging in there. Um, so, look, at since the last time we spoke, um, since our last pod, we've played two games. Um, we've got maximum points. Um, I suppose we'll just start on the events in Waterford this evening, that kind of postponed game that has given an additional point to Derry in the table. Uh, Magoo, what, what are your feelings on, on that? What, what do you... They're, they're still, Derry are still very much in the hunt, I suppose. Uh, could be could prove very important uh, with us having to play them in the Brandy well yet. Yeah, um, that's, that goal they got near the end could be huge. Like, um, Just even that one point for them is, is kind of... It, it makes this Friday is huge now, I think, in the the grand scheme of things. Depending, like if we were to get a point, if we were to get a point this Friday, or Derry weren't to get maximum points up in Bally Buffet, it'll be a very tall order now, I think, for Derry to overtake us. But if they were to win in Bally Buffet, which isn't beyond possibility, and we were to lose up in Richmond, then having to play them the following week, um, it, it puts it nearly back in Derry's hands again. So, although I know we've got a goal difference, but, you know, there could be a swing on that if we were to lose two games in a row, especially playing them in one of them. So, yeah, we're on plus 10 goal difference and Derry are on plus four. 
Yeah, well, if they were to win two games and we were to lose two games, and um, one of them being against them, they would put a big swing in that. Like, yeah, uh, Jerry, what, what were your thoughts when you saw that uh, result coming in? Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just bastards. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's just look. It could be a huge goal. Um, don't know if they deserved it either. I thought Waterford probably were by far the better team. You got but, the last half hour of it, did you? Yeah. Um, but having said that, look, you have to take your hat off to Derry. That's two games on the bounce now where they've scored injury time goals. Um, and like they're really digging in. The likes of Sebastian Harry, I've never seen, never seen him run around the pitch as much as he did tonight. It's amazing what they'll carry out of a, a few pounds at the next season. I would have motivated a man, but yeah. They're well up for it, uh, and they're not giving up. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I was saying in the pod a couple of weeks ago that, um, you know, maybe some of these Derry players didn't need to be, you know, maybe third place wasn't as important to Derry City as it is to us. Obviously, from a financial point of view, it's not. But um, they obviously have players who are motivated to try and get new contracts, and some of maybe the lesser uh, names will be trying to prove a point to, to Rory Higgins there. Yeah, but look, it's it's you know, I suppose that's not I suppose we don't want to talk too much about Derry either. Um no. like we've we've you know, the last few weeks, I suppose we've been chatting about um, you know, it's not about style or substance now, it's about grinding out results. And over the weekend we certainly done that. Um and I know we're gonna go get into that more, but like you know, last night was Def, look, I don't think either uh, performances were classics from us, uh, but we done what we needed to do. We dug in, we grounded out, scored an injury time goal ourselves to win. Like so, you know, I suppose all we need to do is keep doing what we're doing, and never mind anybody else. Yeah. So um, let's have a chat about the most recent game. Uh, last night's game played Monday night uh, at home against Longford. Uh, I think. The goal was scored. It was almost on the stroke of the ninety minutes. Um, uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll have a chat about uh, the our, our own podcast campaign to keep Kenny on the pitch uh-huh. for the ninety minutes. Um, yeah. We'd like to thank everybody who rode in behind us. <laughs> uh, but so I actually sent a message into the group with about there might have been fifteen minutes to go. I was saying Kenny's gassed. We need to hook him. Uh, but he didn't hook That was him. the draw the game. Oh, that was the draw the game. Yeah, okay. So listen, yeah. okay, I'll hold off on that. I'll hold off on that. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, but I suppose my point is, my, the point remains, uh, he he was involved in the, he, he was, he put the ball into the, the box. Uh, he crossed the ball in uh, for the goal last night, for the winning goal. And, um, you know, whether he's gassed or not, he's still, he's still, he's still able to dig in and do what needs to be done, I suppose, Jerry. That's the and that's the importance of him. Yeah, look, that was a that was a goal made in Sligo, wasn't it? That's Sligo written all over from from back to front. And the thing that I liked about that as well was that you know we didn't. If you look at that goal, right, it was a pure passing move. You know, what I mean, out of defence, down the wing, crossing to the box, following up, then full back is pushed right up the pitch. Yeah, uh, inside the eighteen yard box in the 91st minute to, to slaughter home. So, like, they're kind of all, 
it's very easy at times maybe to lump it forward and play percentages football. But the young lads that came on was all about one touch, passing, movement, quality on a heavy pitch, um, and it paid off. And that's equally as good to see as that they were all kind of academy players. Um, so that that was that was really nice as well. Yeah. Well, we we talk about the we talk about uh, Shane McHugh, Mark Byrne, and um, and Niall Moran who came on. But uh, Magoo, what, so obviously it was the same starting eleven uh, for Longford as it was against Drogheda, um, and I think we heard the manager say he spoke uh, to the local media after the match, and he said that, um, and in fact, actually, I heard Bulger saying as well, saying that you know there was some tired legs in there towards the end of uh, the Longford game. Uh, were you happy enough with the starting eleven, the consistency of the starting eleven for the Longford game? Uh, yeah, obviously. Look, you know, it's not too often this this year we've had we've had uh, consistency in our lineups, really, is it? So I was happy enough with that. But I did I did mention say to Jerry beforehand with the amount of changes that Longford were making that uh, I would hope that it wouldn't catch us out them having the fresh legs like after us playing a few days beforehand on the on the, on the heavy pitch. Uh, and that so, but and it, it kind of did to be honest with you. I thought Longford looked by far the fresher team, and um, just just had more about more energy about them and, and that. Like we were, we were we got away out one last night to be honest with you. But just yeah. come back on the point on Kenny that you're making, like um, when you were saying the draw again, let him be gas to take him off and that. And you know, Jerry was saying last week, leave him on the pitch for the ninety minutes. Like last night. He was injured after about twenty minutes. You could see it. He was limping around the place. He was, if if you notice, if anybody picked up on him, that he wasn't doing as much running as he usually does. No, wasn't doing as much chasing down or chasing last calls or anything. He was he was definitely carrying injury for most of the game. But again, he was the vital contribution again because his cross that was some cross he got in like it was it was a wicked ball into the box, and he's he just you know even Johnny at not, not at hundred percent. Is still our go-to man. He's still a danger man for us. Yeah. So he has to be kept on the pitch at all times. Yeah. Awesome. I I actually thought I actually thought Jerry that um like I, I would be critical of Kenny, but I didn't I didn't uh, kind of see that he might have been carrying an injury. But I thought himself and Andrew Wright and Ryan DeVries kind of gave very little options as uh, an attacking three for the midfield to be trying creative. And I thought like Adam McDonald was taking a lot out of the ball he was touching the ball you know he was two three four touches but he you know in his defense he was on the ball a lot but there was nothing happening in front of him there was nobody making runs where you know those passes from midfield those penetrating passes could be made I, I felt and it was quite for much of it like as we said we kind of got away with one last night but a lot of the play for the open an hour or so was pretty static I thought you know we were pretty we didn't offer a lot yeah I thought um just from looking at the game, this you know the fleece probably was um, playing through the middle quite a lot, and it didn't offer us anything on the right hand side. So that kind of made us look. The way that we were lined up was kind of like a four four two, um, like like the previous game. But Ryan De Vries was cutting inside the whole time, um, and that's all right if you want to move inside. But you have to be prepared to move outside as well when. When you don't have the ball or when you want to offer a little bit of width and i just think that he kind of stifled us a little bit by staying inside all the time and it just made us extra narrow than what we needed to be 
Um, and I think if you look, all the play was concentrated down the other side, and probably Longford didn't exploit um, that that open space uh, on our side. Uh, and in fairness to Longford, look, they were excellent. Um, they looked really refreshing and up for it. You wouldn't think they were a team that had been relegated, so I'd yeah. to them as well. Yeah, uh, I'd said it on the podcast a long time ago. Uh, one player that I really like in that Longford setup is Dylan Grimes. Um, now, he, he wasn't... Um, he got subbed, I think, about 20 minutes to go, but he his his um his energy levels and his willingness to run at defenders is you know it's a it's the type of attributes that we don't see a lot of in 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 our team like you know and he he'll pick the ball up half a line he play the ball into the middle and he'll keep going and he's you know running into the box looking for you know a pass back that maybe never kind of came his way in the end but himself and um who's the other one that stood out um uh, Matthew O'Brien number 17 I thought was really good as well um, so they've 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 talented the players there that's whether he can keep the likes of them uh, in Longford next season I sort think of... the difference though in, in the end was that uh, look they had pro- they had definitely more shots than we had but they didn't hit the target they were just missing that little bit of quality at the top end of the pitch that could capitalise and that's the difference um, and one thing as well is that um, a lot of people are saying oh it's a poor standard league it's a bad league you know, we're trying to wait, everybody's trying to wait, throw away third spot. But if you look back, the idea of a 10-team league was to make it very, very competitive. And that's what's, that's what's transpired. It's that everybody is capable of beating everybody else. It doesn't mean that standard is shite. It yeah. just means that the standard has evened out. If you've got 10 teams in a league, you're probably going to have one very, very good team and one team that's been maybe not so good. But all the rest of them are very much uh, even and toe-to-toe. And even Longford, you know, again, like I, I was looking through the stats. Um, I think they've only been beat, like, apart from two or three games, they've only been beaten by a, the odd goal here and there. Um, so I don't think it's a poor standard of league. I think it's just that it's evened out, and that's by design. It wasn't by chance. So everybody is capable of beating everybody else. Look at Longford there tonight, third from bottom, playing Derry, who are going for Europe. Derry were blessed to get the, the draw. So I just think it's a, it's a more competitive league. And yeah. it's tough going. No, no game is a given. Yeah, uh, and the amount of goals that it's the amount of last kind of minute goals and injury time goals that it's taken yeah. for teams to beat uh, Longford as well has been noticeable. And uh, I suppose we're no different there. We, they are the only team I think we've beaten uh, on every time, every occasion we've met yeah. them this year. Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, but none of them, none of them by any means have been handy games at all. And one thing, one thing I'd say as well is that. You know, uh, Sean Grover's beat Longford three times, uh, 1-0, and they bet them 2-1 in Tala, and they got a dodgy penalty that day, I think it was. But uh, the three times they bet them 1-0, as far as I know, at least two out of the three goals came in injury time. And we actually gave credit to Sean Grover's on this show, saying, look, we've got a winner's mentality. They yep. dug it out. They've done what they had to do to get the win. It wasn't pretty. But we done it last night, and then you've got guys on Facebook and stuff like that criticizing the team that it was, you know, shite. So, you know, some guys are very, very quick to criticize all the time and look for <laughs> negatives and everything. But we don't. What we need to do yeah. is business end of the season. You just get the three points. But Shams are fucking winners, and we're oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Longford were better than us. Look, three points is three points, and a bit of quality came through in the end. Uh, the bit of quality in the end for the last um, 20, well, 15, 10, 15 minutes was um, in the shape of Shami Kyo, 
uh, Niall Morahan, uh, Adam Byrne, Magoo, were you impressed with them? Well, uh, yeah, I was. Mark Byrne. Mark uh, Byrne. What did I say? Adam. Adam Byrne. Yeah, don't know who he is. <laughs> but uh, um, I was impressed with them, I have to say. They, they, they quickened up our play. They were like the fresh legs straight away. Come on, energy, enthusiasm. As Jerry said already, one and two touch football. Moving the ball quickly. Sorry, yeah. wet pitch like that. Yeah. Playing against uh, like a law for what an amateur team, move the ball quickly, get around them, make them. We were too passive and too sluggish on the ball for most of the game, and too just take too many touches out of it, and uh, not quick enough making decisions. And you know what I mean? They're not being positive enough with the ball. Um, but the lads came on and they upped the tempo of it straight away. I have to say, like, um, I was just thinking after the draw of the game as well for Mark Byrne, you know, he's uh. For a few weeks before that, either he wasn't playing, or when he did get on, he, he was he didn't really play great. He didn't contribute yeah. uh, greatly. But I think the last two games he's really changed the games when he's come on, and it's just by by keeping it simple. Like he came on against Strata, and he was exactly what we needed at the time. He just kept it simple. Everything was one and two touch, give and go, move into space, play the ball to feet to the free man. Just just easy, you know, like. You hear people saying football is a simple game. Like he, that's what he done when he came on against Australia. He done it again last night, just doing the simple stuff but doing it well. And it's exactly what we needed both times. Like the subs, the subs. Like we gave Liam a lot of grief the last few weeks with the subs, yeah. but um, his, his subs the last two games were were spot on at the right time, the right players. Do you know, like it would have been easiest for us to bring Johnny been injured last night or whatever. Bring bring on Romeo or bring on David Cawley for the experience and. You know, kind of see the game out, but he didn't. He went with it with Shame. He went with, he went with Mark, and it was the it was the right subs. Like they brought that energy to the game, to the team, and it pushed us over the line in the end. Yeah, because that extra that extra bit of running and that extra bit of pace and and movement, it it, it made Longford go back. It, it brought them back a couple of yards, and it brought us back into the game again. Because Longford were the better team, I thought, mm. for for large periods. Like it, we didn't look no more than against the draw the game. It was hard to see where a goal was going to come from. Yeah. The lads definitely livened it up when they come on. Yeah, I'd say Shemi Keogh brought us 15 yards up the pitch alone. Um, yeah. Just finding little pockets of space in that kind of number 10 position or in that advanced midfield position and, you know, showing for the ball and then looking to get it back out to, to burn or whoever it might be. But I thought, um, you know, it'd be great to see the likes of those players uh, really contribute as we run in towards the end of the season so they're in a position then really to push on next season, you know, um, because it could be... You know, the, the, I suppose the fact that we have something to play for as well at this, at this stage of the season makes um, it makes their positions within the squad more valuable. Uh, and, you know, if, if let's say for argument's sake, we'd third place tied up uh, a number of weeks ago, you know, maybe we'd be, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have, have that drive or they wouldn't have to prove themselves as much. I don't, I don't yeah. know. But What's it's, that? it's, we wouldn't be Sligo overs if we had it tied up. <laughs> That's true, yeah. But just at that point, Connor, it's, it's great. That's exactly it for the likes of the likes of Shamey. After his last appearance was was the Shams game, you know, and we all know how that went. Like, and he was taken off at half time. Like, and yeah, it, like that couldn't have been. He, he must have felt that. It probably didn't feel good for him. Like, but then, as you said, the way he came on the side and contributed in in an important game, like yeah. get us over the line, like that would be a great boost for him again. He's a yeah. strong fella too, isn't he? He was holding off uh, lads were that were a lot, lot bigger than him, uh, shielding the ball and protecting it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he misplaced one pass. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I haven't a clue, but I would just say all his all his game is all down to confidence. And if he gets if he gets a run of uh, performances, decent performances, you know, the, the game in Tala was a hiding to nothing, no good for him. Um, and maybe he was probably told that going into it, but um, you know, like one one of the challenges we've had all season, we know this, everybody knows this, is the depth of the squad. Uh, so if we can get more minutes into the legs of the likes of Shane McKeo, uh it just puts us in a much better position. You know, going into going into next season because you'd have to imagine. I know I'm kind of going off topic a little bit, but you'd have to imagine we're, we're probably going to have a some, a similar size squad for next season. Great, also that we have um, Gary Buckley tied down for for two years, uh, Bulger tied down for an additional year. So that's a a kind of vote of confidence in in the team as we go into the the final few games of the season. But you'd imagine next season we'll be looking for strong, a really strong first eleven, and you know, like we've all like it's like Rovers have always being set up it's about the, the quality in the first 11 and then if you can get you know two or three lads in around that um uh you know it's a, it's a bonus but that's the importance of the local talent coming through continuing to come through as it was yeah and it was good to see young barlow sign a, a two-year contract today as well so hopefully he can make the breakthrough next season uh, yeah. or, or season after so look there seems to be a kind of continual conveyor belt of talent coming through um, so that's really exciting to see and you know I think everybody takes great pride in that too and uh, fair play to the coaches and, and Connor and that down down the showgrounds are doing a, a, mix, a brilliant job and, and also obviously the, the local clubs and around the counties so yeah really good to see just and just, on the, well if you come to the club you're going to get a chance yeah 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 absolutely that's yeah, the big absolutely. thing I think I think that's the big thing for, for trying to entice you know like we all know there's lads, lads from Mayo there there's lads from Later in Donegal, wherever it's one or two, there's actually one or two from Galway, even. And I think, well, you know, if you if if you can see that progression into the first team, which has happened lately, it's it's a great incentive and a way to entice young lads, the best the best young talent around to come to the club. Yeah, mm. uh, much as well for for Banks goal score, great uh, celebration as well. That was notable as well. The the. The, the celebration after the goals like, it bloody mattered you could see that it mattered to people like, oh, no. I don't think I've ever screamed and shouted as much in my life it's like my stomach was going to come out of my mouth I was just and I was running up and down didn't know where to go I thought he scored yeah. myself like and nearly pulled the muscle Jerry would offer a wee dance for himself <laughs> but uh, I was talking to one of the, one of the lads who worked uh, who was talking to me today and he lives in the uh, lives in, Ke- in, in an apartment in Keyside and he was watching the game on his phone. He didn't go to the, the game. He was working late. And he was watching the game on his phone. And he heard this roar. And he goes, oh, that's Delhi Rovers going to score. And so we did. Like, But it's amazing. You, he could hear the roar in an apartment in Keyside in town. From All right. Oh, I, I thought it was somebody roar, a couple like. of doors up. Like, No, no, no. He could hear I've been to those apartments. apartments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I never. I, such relief. Like, I know he scored important goals before. But that just, I don't know, that to me just was like a kind of culmination of, of months and months of tension and nervousness and frustration and everything just coming out. Like it was just such a feeling, such a feeling. But you, you made the point players, last week, you made the point last week, Jerry, as well about that it, it, the players care and it matters to the players. Yeah. And you can could, you could see that in their celebration after the goal as well. Like the whole lot of them yeah. was... They were all together and like and I made a statement uh, a couple of weeks ago after the Shams game, which I'd obviously have to take back now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about uh, it looked like the beginning of the end, but 
it it was like the Shams game compared to the last two games was like chalk and cheese. Everything we had in the last two games, we didn't have against Shams. Which, and it's why we won the last two games. Fight and desire and, you know, the want in it and work rate and everything. Nothing that was there against Shams. And it's been there. And that's the only reason we, like, well, it's not the only reason. Obviously, we have that bit of quality too. But it's it's the main reason. Like, if you don't have the desire and the fight, you're not going to win anything. Like, And we showed that the last two games. And, you know, if we can keep showing that in the next three, then hopefully we'll we be line. Funny enough, Magoo, just going back to the Shams game there, just what you're saying about Mark Byrne. Mark Byrne came on uh, against Shams, I think it was in around 60 minutes, I think, against Shams. And I hadn't seen him in a while, and I was kind of disappointed. Um, he looked like the rest of the team. He looked like a rabbit caught in the headlights. Didn't really want the ball. But then, fast forward to the last two games, completely different player. Mm. Completely. One, taking it in, one touch, laying it off, going, everything. A lot more confidence. Um, and that seems to have kind of, not just him, but it's right throughout the squad where they have... A bit, a lot more confidence, a lot more fight, a lot more. Let's give this a fucking right good go. Yeah, um, sh- and that that carries you a long way. It's it's see, the Shams game seems to hurt, which is yeah. a good sign. Like it seems to have got them, and it's it's good. Like if if that was it be if that was the catalyst for for us getting over the line, then yeah, wait. so be it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure I'm sure the Shams fans would be delighted. Yeah. Just uh, just go back to Connor. Just just uh, just come back to the substitutions. Just um. You know how we were saying how the, the lads came on and they freshened it up and all that. And they gave us that spark. But three minutes before that, before the substitutions, um, uh, um, Bulger got, got booked. Do you remember the big melee? Yeah. 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 Where all, all the players were going. Like up to that point, I thought we were a bit flat. But that melee actually gave us a kick up the arse as well. Yeah. And yeah. got the crowd going. Do you know what I mean? That was kind of like the start of it. And three minutes later, the boys come on. And they make an impact. So it kind of, I know we don't see players get booed, but sometimes it's not a bad thing either. Like, you yeah. know, a bit of a rock, a bit of like, here, we're up for this. Yeah. A bit of a spark, the boys come on, a bit of a momentum, and we go on and win the game. So, you know, it's, it's funny how things turn out as well. We definitely don't like, don't like seeing Greg Budger getting booked. No, but I think he'd be all right to lend the season. I think there's only, you can't even get that many bookings, I'd say, uh, to get suspended again. Yeah, you'd be surprised. There was, 11, there was 11 cards dished out in one of the games over the weekend there, I saw. I can't remember which really? game it was. 11 I, yellow cards dished out in one of the games over the weekend. Passing pass balls. Was it? Yeah, but I don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's any coincidence either that we've had that lot more drive and, and fight and determination to just come back into the team as well. Like, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, the other thing that was worrying as well was um, Court picking up uh, an injury in the first half. Um, I, I don't actually know what happened, but he was he was down for, you know, two or three minutes. And I thought, Jesus, if we lose him, we could be in real bother, like, you know. Um, and again, it's kind of, it, it brings it to focus, the, the squad depth, you know, and how important he is. There's no doubt about it. He's one of the most important players on our team. It's been, it's been said enough times, like, you know. Um, uh, and John Mahan, obviously, I mean, John had an, a, a, an immense game. He's had an immense season, I think it's fair to say, um, particularly against um, Drada with the goal. Um, so do we, do we, do you know what actually happened to him? I, I just saw him go down. I don't know what, I don't know what happened I, to him. I know he, he crashed into um, your man who was coming down the left. It was okay, coming together, but I didn't see was I it a knee or an ankle. 
an ankle, I think. He turned he turned over his ankle or something. And like obviously when they collided, he played on and or tried to play on until the ball went out of play. And then he went down. So I don't know, like look, today is Tuesday, another game Friday, so it could be dodgy whether he makes that, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. But but the way he went off the pitch it wouldn't look great now, would it? No. No, no, but, but look, John's a war- John's a warrior. Like he, you know what I mean. He, he, if he's able to fucking strap himself up and get onto the pitch, he'll, he'll do it. Like so. Yeah, but um, yeah. Look, it's he walked off the pitch, I suppose, which was a good thing. I didn't know if he was going to be walking off at one stage. Yeah, but like, would you, would you, would you risk him for this weekend or make sure he's ready for Derry? Do you know. Yeah, I suppose you kind of take each game as it comes now, but I, I, I wouldn't risk him. I, I just focus on Derry and hope that we get something up in, uh, up in uh, uh, Richmond. Richmond. I suppose, in fairness, it showed her kind of versatility, versatility as well in that um, McCourt went into centre back and McDonald went to left back. Yeah. Um, and we looked pretty solid, so yeah, you know, we, we, we could get away with it. Yeah, McDonald's played loads of games of left back over in England, as far as I know. Um, right. So nothing new to him there, like you know. Yeah. Um, but he'd definitely be a loss in in midfield. Um, although you've, done, I mean, Niall has been in beside Bulger for you know most of the season, I suppose, at this stage. Um, anything else on the Longford game before we draw that to a close? Oh, it's just brilliant, wasn't it? It was just brilliant. Yeah, just, just all about the results. Just all about the results. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, just that fight of desire is, is the big thing for me like as you know a couple of weeks ago we were drawing that game nil nil or losing it one then like so it's, it's yeah. that's good to see like it does give you that bit of hope going for the last three games that we'll do enough to get it over the line yeah. we'll, we'll have enough fightness and so like Derry Derry have to be flawless between now and the end of the season like are, are they going to be do you know it's uh, you don't want to be we don't want to be Jumping the gun, like, but it'll be on under under past the form the last few weeks. Like, it'll be it'll be something if they were flawless. I suppose we should go into the season. Yeah, nobody wants to see a flawless Derry City. No. Right, look, we have uh, two batches of shouts from the shed, and uh, we received them after both the recent games, Drogheda and Pats, uh, or Drogheda and Longford. And after the uh, Drogford, the, the Drogheda game, we had. Uh, Dr- Drogford. After the draw of the game, we had a shout from uh, I think it's Donald Kelly who Man was Adam. Uh, who was at a <laughs> who was at a twenty first party twenty first birthday party for uh, Killian Oluna. I think uh, Donald got a shout from the shed in into us via WhatsApp voice note uh, on 0858159767. You can get them into us via email either podcast at borst.ie. So here I think is uh, Donald Kelly from a noisy twenty first birthday party. Lads, we're doing a shout from the shed in here from So that's uh, shouts from the shed end. We'll uh, get another one uh, that was uh, another batch of shouts that came in after um, the most recent win against Longford. We'll get to uh, get them to you uh, shortly. Uh, sorry, after the former 
the, the earlier game against Drada. Jeez, I'm all over the shop. Anyway, <laughs> so Drada, uh, 2 0 Saga Rovers win against Drada in the showgrounds. Um, for me, anyway, the standout performance, I know he scored the opening goal in 72 minutes, but um, John Mahan was just, for the 90 minutes, he was absolutely immense. And I don't think there's anybody to touch him in that position in the league, in, in, in the current form that he's in. No, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll totally agree with you there on that one, Connor. Apart, yeah. from, apart, from, Mary, apart from Mary Gary Buckley. But, uh, yeah, but very um, different players. Like, and I think Gary Buckley, yeah, Gary Buckley said it as well. They complement each other so well. Like yeah, no, the, 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 uh, on just pure defending, there was no one such man. There's no, he's, he's the best defender in the league, without a doubt. Um, like we said it many times, body on the line the whole time, head anything. You know what I mean? Smells danger, great on one-on-ones. Come out with the ball, go with both feet, like you know, great in the air. Like there's nothing. I think he's like just on total defending wise, he's definitely the best defender in the league. I'd say, but um, like that goal against Strada would, it, like it's probably you know like Banks won last night, probably go down, but Banks won last night wouldn't have mattered if we hadn't been Strada really. Yeah. So, like John, it's probably the most important goal of the season really, because you could you couldn't really see where the goal was coming from, and that's not to say we were we played bad. Like I thought, especially the first half. Um, you know, while not being all over Drahad or, or tearing him to bits, like Drahad, you know, it was a bit of give and take. Like, but we looked like we might have had just a bit more quality in us that we could maybe up it at some stage uh, and and get something. But it never really materialised in the second half. We kind of kind of ran it. We were running out of steam a bit, and it was you were wondering where this goal was going to come from. Like, and I think Big John popped up, popped up with the big head in the back post. And, so, I mean, my view is the most important goal of the season. Yeah, it, um, it, um, yeah, like, I mean, no more than the goal against Longford, it was just a sense of relief, I suppose, Jerry, wasn't it? Yeah, just to break that, break the duck. Um, you know, we look, we had a lot of the ball, Drawder were trying to hit us on the break, didn't really look like happening, but at the same time, too, it was great to see us score, um, two goals from set pieces from corners um, and that's another attribute that Adam McDonald gives you he's got a yeah he's a great striker of the ball yeah, uh, great delivery he's given us such a, an extra threat since he's come in so um, yeah he had the he had the uh, the free kick as well that we didn't mention against Longford which I couldn't believe the position of the Longford goalkeeper uh, you remember was in the first half um, you know he made the keeper pull off a save that went out for corner I think but even to have two players that are able to stand over ball, whether it's Bulger and McDonald, yeah. and you know, just offer two different options there, like you know. Yeah, and I still think I still think there's there's if look McDonald might be playing left back uh, against Pats, but I think if he's in around the centre of the park, I, I still think there's a couple of goals in him before the end of the season, um, because he has such a great strike of the ball, um, and he always gets shot, like and the first game that he played for us, I think it was against Bowes away. Um, you you could see um, that he was he had good strikes every game he's played he's got shots off and that's something that we probably weren't doing either before he came on board we weren't getting enough shots off our set pieces weren't as good as they are now so you know he's definitely given us that extra extra bit of quality and extra extra threat so yeah, yeah. I think you'd like to see that though wouldn't you you'd like to see even if you take those last two games that we played in Toronto and Longford you'd like to see across the, the board, not the ball doesn't shouldn't always have to go into the front three in order for us to dispatch a shot. You know, yeah. and, and you you think maybe that's where the likes of Johnny Kenny will capitalize as well. 
yeah, balls, gets coming, ball. balls yeah. coming off keepers or whatever it might be, you know. Yeah. Um, we, we do see a little bit, seem a little bit reluctant to have a pop from 30 yards out. And like that's the sort of thing that Gibson was doing at the start of the season and scoring goals yeah. off as well, like, you know. We, we're, <clears throat> my criticism of the team at the moment, and like, I'm not here, not here to criticise anybody after the two wins, but we're still very rigid, you know. Everything we have to go through the, the three the three phases. Apart from, I suppose, if you think about Kenny's goal up in uh, in Body Buffet, probably goes against us a little bit insofar as Buckley pinged the ball from from the back. But that idea as well of Kenny making a run from deep or somebody making a run from deep, which opens things up. Like if you if Magoo, if you were saying Kenny was was carrying a bit of an injury and that might have reduced his mobility against uh, Drada, maybe or against Longford, maybe so. But I w- I'd love to see a little bit more. Looseness about a player, like uh, you know, that fellas breaking between the lines, like yeah, 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 adventurous. But I suppose, like, I suppose maybe they're being told <laughs> to be no adventure lads because we need to keep it so tight at the back, like you know, ah, yeah. But like, you, you would expect if you were, if you were going to be doing it against any team, would it be you know, Longford at home would be the team that you'd expect to be able to have a bit more freedom, a bit more you know, come off the reins a wee bit, and uh, but it's it just. The players themselves maybe are a bit reluctant too. It's, it's just like it was. It's in some of them. It's not their game. Like like you know, you look at Ryan, you look at Walter. They want the ball into feet the whole time. You want to play this. You know, it's it's not. It's only certain players that you are going to get want to make run in the beyond and do the third man running and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. So yeah, so we we probably something that we don't have is right. Um. What What do you think about um. Andre Wright over the last couple of games, he was quiet, but he still plugged away, didn't he? I was, I was kind of happy with the, his work rate. Yeah, I thought he's, I thought he's done well, um, particularly in the the draw of the game. I think he held it up. He was kind of slow enough to get into the game, but what he did do, he done well. Um, you know, I think for the second the second corner, I think he held the ball up on his own. Uh, and he basically won the corner for the goal. Do you know, like, whereas previous that ball was coming straight back at us, yeah, we did to hold it up in the corner, win the win the corner, and then we scored from it. So I think he contributed uh, quite well. He done his role, uh, what we wanted him to do. And again, he's given us a, a different dimension and given uh, defenses something else to think about. Um, you know, it's uh, what I liked as well is that previous when when uh, Johnny and uh, right for up front they were kind of uh, high and wide but they're a bit more central and we're kind of like the last two games playing a 4-4-2 where one stays up both of them stay up top but one drops in behind uh, if needed to whichever side the ball is on so I think he that's definitely helped us in winning the games and plus as well we've more if you look back as well the last two games when we had the ball in and around the box or when we had an opportunity to cross, it was actually our players who were in the box. Yeah. That, that to me has made a huge, huge difference yeah. uh, to, our, to our play. Yeah. There was definitely previous think, games where we, we get the ball wide and you'd be saying, there's a cross coming in here to nobody, there's nobody in there. Yeah. Yeah. But I th- I if think you look at the goals that we scored, there's people in the box. With, with the two boys, with the other being high and wide during the last the few games previous to this, it's you know to be running the channels, chasing down on balls or or, or giving an out ball. So I think Bulger the last few games has brought us further up the pitch. If you were watched, I was watched against Strada, like when we'd be attacking, when the ball would break down, we'd be attacking 
instead of, you see lads be running, retreating back, Bulger is running forward. He's trying to win the ball further up the pitch, you know, and, then, and we are winning it, but we're winning it on, on the half a line or in the opposition's half rather than it coming back on to the edge of our box and then it's a big long clearance and, you know, yeah. Wright has to try and take, take it out of the sky yeah. or, yeah, or Johnny's running the channels. Like, you know, but I hear people saying do about Andre that always, you know, ever since the past game, he has he's been shit. But he's, there's different formation too. Like the past game, he had, he had Ryan in around him. We were playing the diamond, like, and he was rock closer to him. And there was more ball going into his feet. Do you know what I mean? He was getting more quality ball into his feet and more time on the ball. And that, like, but, you know, with, with a different formation, he's not going to be getting that. It's going to be longer balls into him. And it's going to be, he's not going to be getting as much good ball into his feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but look at he's you know if Wright is up there he's he's definitely keeping one person busy and the other centre half has to be watching what he's doing all the time anyway like, you know yeah um, so just a quick one lads out of like just in the back of uh, Bulger and Gary Buckley um, signing who else who would be your next kind of priority out of those that are not yet signed that you'd like to see wrapped up for next season Magoo McCourt Magoo yeah same with Jerry same Jerry do do you look you know, I think we all know who it is. McCord, McGinty, Banks, McDonald. You know, um, Johnny Kenny. The usual, like I think everybody knows who they are. But like, I think, I think, if we make Europe, I think we'll get most of them signed up again. To be honest with you, um, I think it'll be just a matter of maybe one or two might be if he with different commitments, maybe want to go home or whatever. But um, I'd imagine if we get your most would sign and I just about had as you said earlier, Connor, we'd add, add one or two more to it to beef out the squad a bit and the young fellas coming through will have another year under the belt and maybe we'll get one or two more into the squad to pad it out a bit. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I think one thing that I'd like to see, uh, lads, is that look, obviously uh, every squad there's going to be a turnover of a certain amount of players. So look, you'd imagine that there'll be five or six that you know out of the the greater panel that won't be re-signed and one thing that i'd like to see is that maybe maybe go for one or two players from different clubs in and around us in the league rather than taking chances on uh guys that are kind of unknown or unaware of the league and like if you look at say um when we played Drada there the last day, there might be a player that might be beyond us, but the likes of Brown. Get down. Uh, yeah. Um, who did you mention as well, Connor, for, for Longford? Sorry, uh, Dylan Grimes, I'd have him signed up uh, yeah. all day long. Yeah, I think he's a great so, player. So, so lads that maybe like that, that, you know, maybe, they, you know, they, they might come, and come to us uh, and fill out the squad better than what we have currently on the bench. Yeah. There's, there's less, um, look at, there's less risk, I suppose, when you're bringing somebody yeah. in who's experienced in the league. Um, they're more, they're know what they know what they're up against. Uh, it's easier to embed them in, I suppose, the onboarding process, to use that horrible term, uh, <laughs> would be much smoother. Um, I think, you know, I think if we got the likes of, look, the whole, you know, everybody from Derry City and, Shams and Bowes and Pats will all be looking at yeah. James Brown. Um, but yeah, yeah, look at I mean that's that's, that's yeah. kind of what that's what, what what Cookie did so well, I suppose, is that he brought in experienced League of Ireland players into the team. That's what really kind of yeah 
uh, brought us on, I suppose, you know, although the, you know, maybe the, the standard of player that he brought in was, he was taking the best of the best, I suppose, that was around the place. Yeah, and like, you know, as you said there, look, I'm sure all those top clubs that are, maybe they're not top clubs, but the, the club probably with the most amount of money will be looking at the likes of James Brown, but who's the next James Brown? You know, who, who, who's going to be, who's going to, you know, step up and take his mantle maybe uh, that might be as well known, but has a lot of potential. Let's feel like go with fellas like that rather than... But the, the other thing about players like that is that, you know, when you when you look at um, the manager of Longford, Dara, what's his name, Dara, uh, it'll come to me, and, and Tim... Um, uh, Clancy. Tim Clancy and Rada, like, you know, the... the you look at that Longford team. Right? They made, yeah, Dara Doyle. Th- th- that Longford team made six changes coming up to the showgrounds, right? They're relegated. They're, you know, busted flush. But they still, they're still motivated to put in the performance that they did. And players like uh, Matthew O'Brien or Dylan Grimes are still putting in performances and, and Aid Irvin are still putting in really good performances. So, like, that's kind of testament to... The amount of management skills as well, I think that that those clubs have, whether it's Nancy or um, or Dar Doyle. So, you know, like I, I think that, I think the the managers are probably big factors in those players as well. Like you know, yeah, and, and like it can't can't be easy for Longford uh, coming up to up to Sligo on a on a wet month, Monday night. Like it's kind of like going back to the old saying, "Can you do it?" In I don't know. In Stoke on a cold, wet Tuesday night, but like Jesus, can you do one on a wet, cold night in Sligo when you're relegated? And most yeah. of those lads are based in Dublin, and yeah. so yeah, not to give them a huge amount of credit, like they get left everything on the pitch. Um, and I know they came up short against us because that lack of quality, but there's still two or three lads in there that Jesus, they're pretty good players. Like I think the thing they let them down was just the finishing. Yeah. There's plenty yeah. of other players and, and, and others like that on, on other sides. So, yeah, uh, they're not. They're, yeah, they're fair play to them. Uh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll take our second batch of shouts in the shed end. Uh, and we will kick things off with Sean from America, who's back. And we've got David McGee. Formerly of Alistair, now living in Kulani. Uh, don't hold that against me. Uh, my shout from the shed end for both games for, first of all, Drogheda and the Longford game. I suppose, look, in terms of the results, there's not much more you could have asked for. Three goals, two clean sheets, six points on the board. And at this stage of the season, given how things have gone over the last two or three months, the performances really aren't that important. It's nice to get a good performance, but the result is, is the ultimate thing. Seeing as we've pretty much done our best, done our very best to throw a third spot in a European place, it's all, all that matters now is getting points on the board and trying to get a grip on it. Um, the usual suspects over the last weekend have been excellent again Bulger controlling things John Mahan at the back and, and chipping him with a goal the big man as I said all year has been the best centre half in the league uh, and part of the best partnership alongside Gary Buckley um, Liam Buckley on the other hand uh, maybe had his hand forced in keeping the best players on the pitch Johnny Kenny getting two goals over the last four days is, is monumental as well what a season he's had uh, should be young player of the year don't care what anyone says Um yeah, let's roll on to Pats, get more points in the board. Hopefully performance comes with it, but let's just get three more points and try and nail down that third position. This is Sean from America. That's what we've been talking about. What a week this has been. We had veteran players signing new deals. We got two wins on the bounce. 
two clean sheets. Yeah, it's been uh, tough to watch at times. You know, kind of sloppy, nerve-wracking, but who cares? We got the points, and that's all that matters. Uh, looks like we've been playing like we played at the, the start of the season more, and it's kind of, it looks like it's helped out. And uh, hopefully it'll continue for the next three, and uh, we can keep our spot and get back into Europe. Um, look like the, the players are feeling a bit more passion than they have been. Uh, you can definitely tell it from uh, the two goals from uh, Banks's winner against Longford and then uh, Johnny Kenny. Uh, that was probably my favorite part. After he scored, goes and celebrates in front of the away fans and uh, just made everybody mad. But it's great to see the passion in the players again and uh, hopefully they can keep the results coming up the Rovers. A few shouts in the shout end. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks very much to everybody who, who sent them in to us. Uh, okay, so before we finish up, we have a look ahead to Pats on fr Friday night, right? Um, in uh, Inchcore, never really a happy hunting ground for Sligo Rovers. Uh, the game is on RT, I think, as well. Um, so I think um, I think the major consideration um, from a talking point, I suppose, going to this game is uh, whether we'll have John Mahan uh, fit to play. And as we said, would you take a risk? And, um, you know, we saw uh, McCourt down for a couple of minutes as well against Longford. Um, so we could be, and, and as you had mentioned, Magoo, you thought that maybe Johnny Kenny could have been carrying something. So with that in mind, what, what are our thoughts, Jerry, about, about this game? Is this a, a keep it tight and see if we can sneak one of the four points that we need? Yeah. Um, if you were to offer me a point now, I'd, Bite both of your hands off. Um, it's a tricky one. Um, like I suppose looking at Pats, they've qualified for Europe and they're in the cup final. So I'm sure some people will be thinking, well, they might rest players or they mightn't take it as as uh, full on as the normal would. I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't buy into that at all because I think Pats players are going to be playing for cup final places, and you know. Football, you can't just turn it on and turn it off, Connor. Um, you know, you can't go from not taking a game serious, then moving into the next game. You have to take it serious. I think they they'll be full on. Um, but there'll also be there'll be no pressure on them, which is not always a good thing for us either. In that they'll be able to knock the ball around, they'll be able to kind of maybe put on their best show in terms of trying to get into the cup final team. So. It will be. It's look. It's never as you said. It's never a happy hunting ground. But yeah, look. I I I I take a point all day long now, uh, especially if Mahan is out. Uh, it was probably one of our best performances of the season, though, to win against them up in the showgrounds, ago, wasn't it? Uh, oh, it was. Yeah, that first game, the the first after Andre Wright came in, that was that. Yeah, was, that's right. That was the second game we changed into a diamond, and yeah, it was definitely one of our best performances. Um, but. Look, I like as you says, Richmond Park is a different story. It's never a happy hunting ground for us. And Richmond Park 
uh, us playing in Richmond Park when we're on RTE is fucking definitely. <laughs> I don't. Many times we see us getting bet on fucking telly in Richmond Park. Jesus Christ. So, so look, Jerry said if you if you if you offer the points all day long, but like I think Pats are, you know, have from but now not having been really impressed with them all season, they're kind of, for me, they never look like the. When you see the players they have on paper, I expected them throughout the season to be to start to be better and start coming, you know, turn it on better. Yeah. Earlier in the season, but they seem to have found a wee bit of form in the last few weeks. They seem to be playing their best football in the last few weeks. Yeah. You know, from the cup final and the last few results, you know, they're scoring goals now as well, and that. So it's, it's just it looks going to be it's going to be a really tough game. It's really tough. Little, little happy days, I'd be singing and dancing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you would ask a question about John Mahan. Would you would you risk him? You, you wouldn't be risking him if if he's carrying anything. Oh, Joey, um, well, every game as it comes. If we were to if we were to get a point in in Richmond and Derry didn't beat Harps, it's more or less all over. Like so, then. The risk is worth it. Like, so what do you do? You don't know. Yeah. You just take each game that comes. Like, we're missing Johnny for the Derry game the week after. He's away in fucking international duty, which is a joke. But, uh, you know, what you put all your eggs into this basket and try and get something out of it and hope that Harps get something out of Derry or do you start being a bit cagey? And I'd, I suck it's hard to say. Really is hard to say. I presume that's a qualifier. No, 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 John Mahan. If if he can be on the pitch, he'll be on the pitch. Like he'll strap himself up and he'll tape everything up and he fucking. Do you ever see? Um, do you ever see one of those little dogs? Do you know, like if they've got an injured leg, they've got like a little wheel. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> two little back wheels. So we could uh, we could make up a wheel for him, and I'd say he'd still. He'd he has still to be on. Be, he has to be on all fours, though. Wouldn't I he? Suppose. Yeah, that yeah, wouldn't work. You know, if, he's not he's not um, unaccustomed to hiding the ball on the ground. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> Gary Buckley do, just needs... Do the Paul McTiernan on Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your head. Ah. Uh, yeah, so look at uh, John Mahan on a wheel. I, I wouldn't... Um, as long as Gary Buckley's willing to take everything in the air, John could be the groundhog. Yeah. <laughs> so we won't rule it out. Um. That game, that that Ireland under twenty one game, is that a qualifier? I presume it has to be a competitive game. He's not kind of way for, is that Ireland? Oh, but even then, like I don't know, like do you not like for for the lad himself, for a young developing player, like he's only eighteen. Surely, the best game for his development is that one that we play in Derry. Like for like I know it's a great honor for representing your country and and all that kind of stuff for getting a cap. But but this is real football. Play? Risk, risk what I'm saying to you, like that, the, yeah. the whole thing with representing your country and the honour and everything, you know, it, that, it's all before the game. It's, it's the honour of being called up and the pride of yourself yeah. and your family and, you know, hearing the national anthem and stuff like that before you play and everything. But once the game starts then, it's not really, like the game against Derry is going to be madder for 95 minutes. Like it's going to be all out for 95 minutes. Yeah, yeah. they're playing, they're playing Italy. For himself and <clears throat> if anybody is thinking about his development, it's, that's the game you should be playing. Yeah. They're playing Italy on the, the 12th, which is the same day that we're playing Derry, obviously. Um, yeah, but will he play, you see? Is that, you know what I mean? He's not going to start. Yeah, unlikely, I suppose. Yeah, very unlikely. Is he even going to get on? Well, look at the, the, the last game where what there was two squads called up 
and yeah. sort of, the League of Ireland players didn't even get into the squad. Yeah, there's your man Connor Noss from uh, from uh, the Bundesliga. Yeah, yeah, and um, your man Ferguson, Gilbert, and Tierney. <laughs> yeah, so it's likely he's going to start. So I'd say your man from the Bundesliga is probably shy though, because a lot of them players they're not great. <laughs> I think we have one see, see what you're getting at there, Jerry. See what you're getting at there. <laughs> yeah. Well, possibly he did that nice fella. Yeah. Um, right, okay. So, um, yeah, so three games left. Uh, Pats and Derry away, uh, Bowles. Um, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I literally don't know what to say. I don't know how to. Uh, kind of rationalise these last three games to say that we should be doing this and we should be doing that like you know look we're, we're still we're still in it like fucking Jesus two weeks ago after the Shams game we thought by this stage we'd be fifth or sixth so that's true yeah you know we it's it's all in our hands still now which is it's it's we, we must be more comfortable with now than I what like say after the Shams game like like they've they've stepped oh, yeah. up proved everything they've answered all the questions so I'm quite comfortable with that um, yeah. that's you know that's it. Like they're 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 answering every question that's been asked of them. You know it hasn't been pretty. It's been gritty. It's been full on. It's been everything that a fan would want to see from their team. They've given it everything. So yeah, I'm comfortable with it being in our hands. Uh, and we, I, as I said there last week, we'll get there. They'll get us there. Yeah, yeah, you have more confidence, right, Jerry? Would have been. But it'd be winning ugly and it'd be gritty and stuff, then you know, like if if someone says to you you're gonna go up to Richmond at the weekend and stand and go towards Rotherham, uh end to end football, like you know, it'd, you'd be one you'd be you'd be slightly worried like mm. in, but you know, as we've shown now in the last few weeks about being able to grind out results and stuff, like oh, if we dig in, we go towards store with them, I, I think we'll beat them. Yeah, just to have looked back at that starting eleven um, when we beat them in the showgrounds, um, the only difference from the only difference from uh, the team that started against Longford and Drogheda there uh, is David Buckley was in midfield with Bulger and McDonald. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, David Colley. We were playing the diamond, though. You see, that's right. We're, yeah, yeah. The diamonds we kind of four four two the last two games and a four three three the game before that. So yeah, yeah. That's another, thing. That's, that's another thing I picked up though um, just from comments uh, from people are on social media and things like that and it's one thing where we've been critical in the past just there where Magoo mentions that we played two last two games 4-4-2 and the game before that 4-3-3 and we played the diamond before that and people are saying that Buckley didn't have a plan B or wouldn't change or but the last four games have proven that that's not actually the case that we do Changes and we've even changed as well in game, so you know credit to the manager manager there as well. Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. I mean, I, I have you know Sean from America's comment last week about um, Buckley being you know the, the situation we found ourselves prior to Buckley being manager compared to uh, since he's been here. There's no doubt about it. It's chalk and cheese. Um, I think yeah, that point is bang on as well because he's he's setting teams up. Uh, depending on what's what's in front of them, like you know, uh, there's there's uh, experience and nous coming into play all the time, and um, there has to be he has to be commended for that, like you know, we've seen enough jokers 
fucking <laughs> arsing about with, with squads and teams over the last number of years, like, you know, in the showgrounds. So. And that's not to say that we, that everything is rosy now. That's not the case at all. But you have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else? Keep buying those annual draw tickets, lads. Uh, if you get an opportunity or if you've got a spare tenor uh, or if you want to sell a book, if you want to sell a book, Jerry uh, O'Connor is the man to talk to. He'll he'll slip one in your letterbox. Uh, you won't even have to meet Jeez. the man. Is that, is that a euphemism <laughs> or something? <laughs> you won't absolutely call whatever it safe. Takes, whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just to make the sale. Oh, what a what a man! What a club yeah. man! Yeah, I think they make the sale. Hardcore. Yeah. So um, keep. I wonder how, how sales are going. Do we know? Oh, I don't know. There seems to be a lot, a lot of books out there. So I know we uh, boards have about uh, I think over hundred books out there, which is over ten grand. So that's it's and thanks to everybody for taking books. Like it's it's class. Like. So don't be surprised if you go to your listeners, if, if you go to your letterbox tomorrow morning and find an annual draw ticket. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not a ticket, a whole book. Yeah, a whole book, yeah. Yeah, yeah you big father Christmas night tonight, Jerry. Sipping yeah. around the town. Um, any buses gone to Derry? Is that on the cards? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. So um, if you're interested, look, just contact us through social media or um, just give me a shout on my number. It's Oh, wait, five, five, five. Chat pack, please talk. Oh, it's six, three, six, four, two, seven, two, seven. That's oh, it's six, three, six, four, two, seven, two, seven. It's an, it's a non alcohol bus as well, by the way. So we don't, no lunatics. All right. Yeah. Did something, did something happen the last time? No, I know. <laughs> no, I know, no. It's just, uh, I suppose it's for kind of, yeah, I know. You know That's what I mean? Yep. Okay, so uh, we'll talk to you after the Pats game, where there will either be well, we'll either be bitterly disappointed and very worried, or we'll have uh, we'll have got a draw and we'll be reasonably happy, or we'll be fucking ecstatic <laughs> with three points. <laughs> right. On that note, Magoo, we'll talk to you next week. Good luck, Terry O'Connor. Thank you. Ah, oh, thanks. I'm feeling better now. Yeah, and uh, here's hoping we've um, Sean done with us as well. Sean's a busy man, making money for himself. Better things to be out this evening and chatting to us. Okay, cheers, lads. Thank you. Thanks, lads. Yep.